And we are live. We'll do it live, yes. bro. Oh, we're going to do it live? Is that what Bill said? Fuck it, let's do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while, man. I missed, I missed Bill as, as the, fourth, the fourth wheel of this, uh, of this uh, vehicle. He's there in spirit. He is, always. Always with us. I got to start this test <laughs> off with one of these, guys. Just hit it raw and hit it hard. Here we go. Woo! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Smelling this salt. is appropriate. A little, a little, a little oh. ammonious smelling salt action. Dirt Malone. That's what that voice X feels That's like, it. baby. Oh! That's it. All right, I'm ready. Dirt, I saw a video going around of Larry Fitzgerald sneaking up on people with that. Did you ever see that? No, man. Yeah, that, it's funny. That, like that's wrong, bro. Like sideline reporters and stuff, like just sneaking up behind him and just sliding it under their nose. Dude. Dude, that's messed up, man. I, I I remember I would bring it to like a gym, like the retro fitness, and I would have like a couple of them. And I would just tell my buddies like, hey, man, you want to try one of these? Don't inhale it, but just, you know, just put it under your nose and it will bring them to a knee immediately. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, Yo, I, not, not for nothing either. Larry Fitzgerald is one of the fucking like slept on goats. Yeah, of course. Like he's one of the best, best, literally one of the best players of our lifetime, and he's also like a really good human being. University of Pittsburgh, like, yeah, he's I fucking played awesome. for one team and played for one team. I think he won the Walter Payton right. Award maybe multiple times for like yep. hum, humanity. Um, yeah, incredibly good dude. Incredibly slept on. You, it's like one of those dudes who you don't really hear them talk about all that often. Like when they're talking about the great, the greatest players, yep. you know, modern players, and he's absolutely one of them. And listen to this, G. He's second all time with receptions with one thousand four hundred and twenty-three. Yeah, sounds about right. And he's get and he's up there, and he's still playing. You know, he's, you know who's uh, first? he's still playing on a high level. Six or seven, I think. You know who's first in receptions? Is it Jerry Rice? That's correct. There we go. Wow. Jerry's held on to it for a minute too. He's held on to it for a minute. You know, he's this had has to be for close, man. Twenty some years. Jesus, man. Yeah, that's insane. Well, Jerry Rice played till he was 40, right? And he was still – he, he was a legendary training regimen, off-season training regimen, Jerry Rice. Like, he, he's like one of those guys who was doing CrossFit before CrossFit was CrossFit. Like, he's an original CrossFit. Oh, yeah. No, he was – he used to run on the sand hills. and up hills with yep. parachutes, with the parachutes. Like, he pioneered all of that unorthodox training shit. Right. He was, like, right. doing it. Every off-season, 10 combining, hours a day. Combining the weightlifting with the plyometrics, with the, yep. uh, you know, agility training, with the uh, explosive um, training, with the endurance training, and, put, you know, kind of mixing it all together. And there'd be guys who'd go in the off-season and stay at his house for a month and just train yep. with him because his fucking – his workouts were that legendary, and that's why he was so effective. Because if you remember um, – I remember fondly – uh, when when uh, he was done with the Niners, he went to the Raiders and was still really fucking good for a oh, while. And he's in his late thirties. In his late thirties, yeah. he's still fucking crushing it. You know, doesn't look like Fitzgerald is going to catch Jerry Rice in receptions. He's down one hundred and twenty-six. He's had forty-five this year in eleven games. So he'd have to play like at least two more entire right. seasons. Right, right, right. That's a lot, though. But Maybe he's, three. He's one of those slot guys that can just get you out of those third and longs, you know, third and ten or third and six. He's money, dude. Get it near can him. Do it and, all. Yeah. Yep. Can do it all. I, uh, Speaking I, of doing I saw, it all. 
Well, hold on. Before I just to cut you yeah, off, let's talk. Let's keep, goodies, let's keep it off. Let's keep it, off <laughs> let's keep it off topic and talk about football. But um, I saw. I'm trying to think. It's it eludes me right now. But I remember on an earlier cast because I still say that Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver of all time. But the greatest wide receiver I ever saw for a period of time was Randy Moss. Mm. Yeah, I mean he's in my opinion. He was probably the freakish most yeah. freakish. He was like the most – he's yeah. the most unstoppable football player I've ever seen. And, and for yeah. a period, he was the greatest – he was the greatest wide receiver who, who ever lived for a period. But Jerry Rice has the greatest career, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but, those are the two. I mean, it's – I think there's like a clear line after those two. And it's like depends what you – Right, right. You and know, I think like, like a guy – and I think a guy like Fitzgerald for the longevity and all that stuff and the stellar stats is like moving towards those guys. But uh, – there was a, there's somebody, and it eludes me, Dermalone, I feel like you were a little bit more locked in and that you might still have a fantasy team. Who yeah. had one of those Moss-like games recently where they had, like, three touchdowns and 200 yards in, like, in like a quarter? Did you see that? It was I, in the past couple I, weeks. I know that they had that. Was that one of the Steelers? Uh, I think it was one of the Steelers. Like, in the first quarter, they had 210 yards or something. It's somebody. Uh, and it eludes me at the moment. And I, I feel like it might be somebody with a stud quarterback, maybe, or maybe it's not. It's not A.J. Brown, is it? No, it wasn't A.J. Brown. But Tariq Hill. He's a That's who it was. Tariq Hill on yeah. Kansas City had, like, there, he had, like, three touchdowns and 200-yard receiving, and it was, like, 10 minutes left in the second quarter. <laughs> He's the third guy to ever do it, 200 yards in a quarter, joining Lee Evans and Quadre Ismail. Dude, Quadre. the missile? The, the missile, missile. Quadri Ismail? The Rockets brother. Wilkesbury, <laughs> Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, bro. Wilkesbury. Wow. Quadri, Quadri Ismail. It's Another crazy. guy I oh, – okay. No, I was going to say just crazy, crazy that Quadri had a, had a good pro career. Um, Syracuse University uh, had a good pro career, but Rocket Ismail, Rahib Ismail did not. Didn't even play. Was drafted by the Raiders late round and then yep. barely played in the NFL, if at all. And he was like – one of like the most phenomenal college players of all time. And then did nothing in the pros. And I don't even think he had, if they'll say, if they'll say uh, as they say, a cup of coffee in the NFL. I don't even think he had a cup of coffee. <laughs> um, well, let's see. He played eight years. Who did? Rocket? Yeah. Okay. And he had okay. uh, 28 touchdowns. Okay. That's 300 and something receptions. Like, you know, he was, I mean, he was, in college, he was maybe that's why then one it of the most like, exciting players on any sport on any level yeah, ever. Yep, yep. Like just one of the those guys. Like uh, you know, if he's if he gets the like they wouldn't even kick the ball to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, you had to just you're like whatever. We'll give him the ball in the forty. It's better than kicking to him. Yeah, we'll get to the fifty. Well, I guess yeah. maybe that's so. That's where the the disconnect was in my mind. I guess because he was so elite and dominant in college, and well, then he, he was just, definitely. You know, I mean, yeah. you know. He's a millions of dollars, and yeah, he's yeah. a success as a human being. Oh, oh, props course, to him. But in terms of his, you know, profile coming into the NFL, he was supposed to be like a Reggie Bush Am type I, level, like changing things, and then came into the league and didn't do it. Like Reggie Bush would be a good comparison. I Am I wrong? Am I wrong that Rocket Ishmael had a good CFL career? No, that sounds uh, about right. Let Toronto Argonauts. Maybe. Toronto Argonauts, if you will. That's such a good name, by the way. Rocket Ishmael. I know. I don't I know. I'm trying to see. Uh, let me see if I can find that. Dude, but going back. Yeah, to he that, did go to the CFL, yeah. 
All right, let's go. Let's he get, made eighteen million dollars over four years in the CFL. There you go. Yeah, I think I remember him kind of cashing out in the CFL. But he, I think he was drafted by the Raiders. The Raiders were always the team to draft to draft a guy who was like had crazy potential, but like slipped what for whatever reason. Like they took several players over the years who were like uh, the hard ways of the controversial or or like uh, electric or uh, right or people or people said that they might not make it in the NFL. So they're like right. so all of a sudden be the fifth round. They're like all right, well let's take a flyer on that guy and see what happens. That yeah. was very Al Davis. Yeah. Dude, going back, going back to Tyree Kill real quick. Could you yeah. imagine trying to guard him? That he's the quickest thing on two feet. It's insane. No, it's insane. I, I, my my Raiders took a heartbreaking L last night. I don't know if you saw the highlights of that, but it was. Yeah, but I hey, didn't see the highlights. But, they lost. But Josh, J, Josh Jacobs, though, man, so he's he's fucking a really legit running back. He shook a couple dudes out of their shoes yesterday. And I was like, goodness gracious. Dude, there's plays where he's like way open space, dude. You know, yeah. uh, you know, it's yeah. a, it's. I think like being a cornerback mm. has to be like people always say like hitting a fastball is one of like right. you know what I mean like or sure, a curveball in the pro yeah, like yeah. you know a face hitting a any dude pitcher. hitting hitting any baseball gets a major league pitcher. Like, no, I mean yeah, you, you blink, let alone if it's moving. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? like yeah, but um, the notion of like having to move backwards and laterally. Oh. And covering Randy Moss or covering Tyreek <laughs> so Hill stupid. or Reggie Bush or the Rock. Like, so like, like when these guys, all they need is a sliver and they're gone. Yeah. And you have like, a, what do you give them a five-yard cushion? And you got ba- to backpedal against them and stuff. And don't oh. touch them. No. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's it, dude. I would just be holding. That's tough, to do, holding. The, that's tough to do in the backyard with somebody. <laughs> dude, me, at my fastest and most agile in my life, it would just be holding penalty after holding penalty after holding penalty because yeah, there's nothing I you can do. I would be so there's proud nothing of myself you can do. if I could hold Tyreek Hill. <laughs> like, if I got within. Yeah, yeah, Well, that's yeah, what you got to do, right? You got to you gotta jam, you gotta jam him at the line of scrimmage, right? Are you still allowed to do that? Up and run? Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> that's what you'd have to do. That's the only way yeah, you get it. Yeah, press coverage, coverage, dude. That's it. That's it. I have to, I'd, be, I'd be a – what's the uh, illegal block? Like chop blocking? Yeah. yeah, yeah. My only move would be to horse go horizontal co- at the knees. <laughs> the horse collar. <laughs> Everything. They're like, they're, they're, they're like they didn't even throw the ball – they didn't even throw the ball to him, and he's great. He horse collared him. The horse collar penalty. He doesn't even have the ball in the huddle. The horse <laughs> you just see me dive in the huddle. It's true. Celebrating. It's true. It's true. No, there's no chance for like the average. You know what I mean? Like even nope. great athletes against Tyreek. Yeah. That's the toughest thing, man, to imagine doing that. Backpedaling. Yeah. It's true. Moving Very side true. to side. And that's your uh, snip you know. football history. <laughs> Like it wouldn't it, it would be you know they do like pros versus Joes. It'd be pretty funny to take like the random social media NFL player critic. Yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. guy who's like, fuck the Eagles, this guy sucks, and just line them up against yep. the guy for one play. Yeah. Oh. Destroy. Oh. Yeah, absolutely destroy him. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh the impossible task. Speaking of dominance. We, we took Vice. Woof. And we jacked it up. We jacked we made it, it up. Hit in a new way. We got Vice X Dirt Malone. We're looking at a label right now. You got Very know, much so Dirt Malone. It, it is a word. You gotta you gotta see this container. You gotta buy it. And of course use Vice X in your workouts. But you gotta see this container. It's got this awesome texture to it. Some details you can't really even pick up online. 
but when you feel the texture of the of the container, it's, you you know right away like this is a this is like the Bentley of pre workouts, and it's fucking massive. Yep. <laughs> it's like huge. It's like yeah, it's like the Bentley eighteen wheeler. <laughs> right, <laughs> no, exactly. Like, like a Bentley made of that truck. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what it is. It is uh, it's heavy, man. Like I even I posted a picture of uh pouring Vice X into a shaker cup and. There were responses about the size of the scoop. Like, oh, my God, look at the scoop. How many, handf- how many handfuls? I said you need a spot. You need a spot to scoop it into your shaker. Dude, you know? that's why in that video I put, like, an excavator as, like, the abstract thing pulling. Yeah, the- yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was a work of art. Okay, that makes sense now. So you need, yeah. you need, you need like, a, an excavator uh, to scoop to get out a scoop the bisex. Because there's yeah. what 13 grams of actives yeah, in it's, it's, per it's a, it's, Yeah, it's a little north of 13 grams because there's all the vitamins in there too, the B vitamins wow. and stuff. But yeah, just just in terms of like pump and performance and then energy and focus actives, it's uh, more than 13 grams per scoop. Um, and you will feel it and know, guys. Gee, yes. Talk, you, about, gee, talk about this Hydro Prime and just like uh, what that does. Okay. Well, you know, it's funny. It's funny because when I, you know, look back on it and I'm like, wow, you know, you really could have broken. So, you know, as we lay this stuff out on the label and sort of um, give like the purpose and intent of the product, we like to break it into complexes so people sort of understand what's in it and why it's in it. And as I've looked at it there, I sat and thought to myself, wow, you know, I could have even broken it down further. Right. Because, um, we in the prime time pump and power matrix, right? Which is 11.8 grams of actives. Insane. I thought to myself, wow, you know, what, what's interesting is that there are a ton of NO nitric oxide pump ingredients, you know, for blood flow to the working muscle. But then at the same time, there's also a bunch of sort of cell volumization um, and like power and strength ingredients in there at the same time. And they could have had their own sort of uh, separate and distinct uh, complexes within that single matrix, right? Um, so you were asking about the um, hydro, hydroprime glycerol. Hydroprime is a patented version of glycerol monosterate, which is a, um, it's an ingredient that helps to drive, it helps with basically muscle hydration. So it helps to drive fluids into the muscle, drive fluids into the working muscle. Um, so uh, what you realize is that for a muscle to perform at its best, it needs to be well hydrated, right? Um, right. So there are ingredients, uh, you know, that serve both of these purposes, right? There's, there's NO, nitric oxide um, ingredients that help with the pump, right? Tremendously. Uh, citrulline malate, there's three grams of that, right? Which is up from one gram in the original vice formula. Um, there's Agmamax, Agmatine sulfate, which is also an ingredient that's in rise. That's also for um, pump and NO production. There's beetroot, which is like sort of uh, nature's NO ingredient, uh, right? And one of the differentiating factors uh, that separate vice from what everyone else does. There's a lot of people um, taking beetroot nowadays that I- that Very I much so. Yeah, very much so. A lot of people will add it to their pre-workout. We take care of that for you. Um, yep. and then there's same uh, with the salt. Exactly. And then there's arginine, uh, AKG, which is like sort of like the, the OG NO boosting ingredient. Um, it was like the first one to get uh, sort of the mainstream coverage and pop up in every product, um, sort of almost established the category. Like initially, pre-workouts were mostly like caffeine and arginine working together, right? So um, there's always a place sort of in my heart and I feel like should be in every pre-workout product for arginine. It's like the godfather of NO ingredients. 
So between the citrulline, uh, three grams of the citrulline, uh, a gram of agmatine, a gram of beetroot, and a gram of arginine, that's six grams of NO boosting ingredients, right? But then you asked about the hydroprime. There's also uh, several ingredients in there that help with um, either hydrating the muscle, um, which makes for stronger muscles, um, or sort of buffering lactic acid and whatnot. So there's there's two grams of hydroprime. There's 1.6 grams of beta alanine, which is one of the most researched ingredients in the world. Its purpose really is to buffer lactic acid, basically make you able to train longer, get more reps, right? Um, then there's uh, a gram of creatine, which is like sort of like uh, the the father of all uh, supplements, the most researched, proven, uh, ergogenic, natural ingredient in existence. Uh, a gram of taurine, uh, which is also a cell volumizer, right? Volumizing the cells, putting uh, fluids into the cell. And then um, back to nature's, nature's bounty again, right? There's 200 milligrams of sea salt, uh, as Scope pointed out before. And, you know, one of the funny things is that, like, you know, people talk about vice and what vice does. And what vice really does is, like, it's sort of like a concentrated pre-workout that uh, has all these ingredients that work synergistically. And two of the most potent ones... Uh, are two of the most simple ones. It's the beetroot and right. the sea salt in vice are one of the things that make it so effective. So, you know, uh, not to belabor the point too much or to go too far into detail with the ingredients, but like, you know, really what we did was we took the original vice formula, right, and used it as a foundation um, because we've, we've always felt really strongly about how no, good vice is, how effective no, it no, is. No, no, absolutely. You know? yeah. and, and so the idea was like, okay, let's take all of the things that we love about vice. Let's take that original vice formula and let's just like step it up and take it up to a, a different stratosphere. Crank it up. And we know people who've asked for this, right? Like who oh, said, absolutely. like, I love vice, like, but I'm a two and a half scooper yep. or something like that. Yep. So we were like, all right, well, let's. What would that look like? You know, what would for that guy or for yep. that day or for that purpose, you know, whether it's a meat or you're just yep. chest day or whatever it is, you know, yep. you're just cranking things up. What would our, um, our G code take on that be? And that's, you know, we got X man. And, and you can see it's double the, uh, double the ingredients, double the container, double yep. the hit. We, yep. We're getting, this is, we think it's going to be a big part of the future. Very um, much so. And, and talk about the flavor too, guys. Dirt, jacked jungle uh, juice. I mean, this is the thing. This is like, like G says, it's already building off the original vice formulas and it's just more jacked up. And I think one of the themes that we're going with, with vice X are kind of these amazing flavor names that make you stop and think like, what the hell does that taste like? Or dude, that sounds sick. I got to try that. Right. So we're building right. off these, that yeah. on vice X where it's like, a Jack jungle juice, you know, if we come out with another one, who knows what that flavor name will be, but we're, we're focusing on coming out with these flavor names that make you think like, dude, that sounds sick. I got to try it. Like, what does that taste like? And yeah, man. Jack jungle right, uh, is just yeah. a medley of all these tropical fruits jacked up in this formula that will enhance your workout. And it tastes amazing. It's, it's, yeah, I, I try oh, to explain yeah. it, but it's all, it's almost like cherry berry with like a hint of maybe like citrus or something. It's yeah, like yeah. It, these multiple flavors well, the, the working cool together that, that complement one And why it works for me is like jungle juice is something like you spike. Right. It's been spiked. Right. You know what I mean? And that's, what, you know, we say jacked, but like that's what I think like we've done with the pre-workout here is like it's that flavor, but you think of everything that's in it. And it's kind of like unbelievable that what's in it is in it. And that's the same thing with jungle juice where you're like, this tastes like 
high C and it's got Everclear in it or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> the right. point, but it's like, it's so potent and right. yet it's so delicious. That's why it's such a popular drink, right? Like for young kids to get trashed or whatever, they, they, they're drinking high C, but it's like 90 proof. You know, it's going to sneak up on you. It's going to sneak up on you. Right? It's like jacked because it'll get you jacked. It's jacked up. Your yes. Formula, and it's like a jacked jungle juice. Thinking of like the college days where you're mixing the Everclear. It's just all those things mixed in one so everyone can relate to it. And everything we do makes sense. We think these things out. Through yeah. on, trust me, guys. Too yeah. much. We think them. the mu- <laughs> oh, yeah. for, through too much, too deeply. Sometimes it takes like one second, and we're like, we somebody will say something, we're like, oh, that's clearly perfect. But we we analyze all this stuff for a lot of time. We spend a lot of time on it. I, I was, and I don't want to sidetrack this because I still want to talk about X. But I, I was yeah. telling Tara just about exactly what you're talking about that thought process and how we recently did, made something, we executed something in the past few months, and it came out and it was great. And I, but, and I told Tara, I'm like, oh man, this really looks great. And let me tell you, I was losing sleep worrying about this font. <laughs> right. And she was like, seriously? <laughs> and I'm like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it worked. Even when so you're thank God it worked. 100%, even when you're not worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still know. Of course. Like things happen and it could, you know, nine out of 10 elements of something it will be exactly as envisioned. But then like the 10th one, like say it can go sideways and you're like, well, I don't know. But um I feel like we've been, you know, not just with X, which like came out incredible. The label's incredible. Yep. The flavor's awesome. It's a fucking ass kicking pre workout. Like just everything that the word, the letter X could possibly live up to. Yep. But also with Peach Mango Madness, you know, that's an, you know, we haven't really cast. We did the one recent cast, but right. we have, uh, you know, we've had a lot of stuff drop in the last month. We have. Even with yep. Peach Mango Madness dropping, with the Define Yourself tea, yep. with the, a hammer crew neck which is like there you said this and it's so true man we're here in the blizzard conditions you like put that on and go outside you don't even need a coat dude it's like you're wearing exotic furs on your body you don't even you, it you're is. So insulated. it's like a layer of skin so on, you know, another layer yeah well, you, I could, mean, you could work like a construction job in that like all day and be totally good well, that's the idea, right? The workwear concept, right, is that like it's sort of an homage to Carhartt and that kind of like rugged workwear where it's thicker. It's like it's like you know it's d- designed to be out in the elements. Um, but then I go inside and I'm still wearing it, and I'm like yeah. not sweat through anything. It's true, it's snug. interesting. It's true. You know, yeah, it's a yeah. it's a unique material. It fits. Yeah, it fits so, really nicely. So we got all those new things, all that new heat with Lots X heat. being at the top of the list. So uh, you guys hearing this, we got all kinds of deals going on, of course, this time of year. Uh, go check it out, man. Go stock up, load up. The program is what this – 17 days away. 17 days away from yep. the program, guys. Yep. Oh, yep. Man, been, X is going to be killer for that. I've been Day sli- one, some Vice I've, X. I've been sliding in Dirt Malone's emails, sending them, sending them heat. Right. Piecing it together. It's kind of how we work with the program. It's like, a, like one chunk at a time. Yep. One chunk at a time. But – uh, we pretty much have uh, the first quarter of the thing mapped out. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a matter of lay- putting all the pieces in place now and setting up the program. Um, the one thing which, which which starts on January 4th, by the way, January 4th, 2021. But uh, well, one last thing on ViceX, one of the points that you guys were making that, that I, I think um, in terms of like the uh, thought process behind developing the product, right, was that I think by nature, just like people who train and use supplements, uh, they like to tinker with things and they themselves are always thinking like, wow, this is really good. 
how could it be better? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. oh man, oh man, I like this product. What if I mix it with this? <laughs> and it's like, right. you know, you're, or you're like wandering through CVS and you stumble upon something you're like, I wonder how that would mix in my vice, right? <laughs> and just shit like that. It's just like kind of the nature of things. And the more you learn about the ingredients or the more you think about supplements or about nutrition in general and whatnot, the more and more I think you think that way. And part of it's like the creative process of it all. And I think one of the things that we found, right, just in our experiences is that there's like a spectrum of pre-workouts and uh, there's stuff that's like a sort of, you know, and I, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not going to talk shit, but stuff that I wouldn't necessarily want to take, right? Stuff that's a little light in the ass, doesn't have much going for it, you know, sort of like maybe some of the pre-workout stuff that you might find at Walmart, that kind of stuff, right? Right, um, right. And then there's stuff that's like so cracked out, uses like some gray market uh, ingredients, whatnot, stuff that we wouldn't want to use sort of morally or legally or, or just in per personal daily use. We wouldn't want to use those kind of ingredients because of maybe the long-term ramifications of using them. And then there's also some pre-workouts that are really like sort of high performance pre-workouts um, that sort of uh, uh, pay more attention to clinical dosing and that sort of stuff, right? Yep. Um, and, and then there's all kinds of sort of um, ancillary ingredients that somebody might add to their pre-workout, like Dirt was just saying about beetroot or sea salt or stuff like that, how people are adding those things to their pre-workout now. So for us, basically, the goal with X was to take all the things that we love about Vice, use Vice as that sort of foundation, and then build into it the some of the stuff other people are adding, right? So basically what we did was we took the original Vice formula and added to it like a complete pump product, right? And then within uh, sort of the parameters of our value system, we bumped up the caffeine and the focus agents. So um, instead of... Uh, now, you know, now you don't have to take a scoop of vice with your monster energy drink, right? Or you don't have to take a scoop of vice with this pump product that you bought, you know, which might be a quality product. That's the thing. I, I like to say that, like, um, I understand what it is. I am that consumer. So I know that you want to mix things and try new things and that there yeah. are other companies out there who make rock solid products and I can understand the motivation for wanting to do it. But now like with vice, X, everyone's different, right? You know? And now with vice X, you don't have to do that. So you can uh, take, you know, and, and really that's the other thing too. Like we dosed it in a way that uh, you can, uh, you're good to go on one scoop, but there are people, right. there are people who have higher st tolerance for stimulant or what stimulants stimulants and whatnot. You can still take two scoops if you're that guy. Um, and that's, that's the, that's the other good thing too, that there is that flexibility, that dosing flexibility is still built in. Um, but yep. the idea was to take those products that people are utilizing and put them all in one container. That's why it's, that's why it's so massive. That's why it looks so much bigger or Jack. more gnarly than a regular pre-workout. Dude, Vice, Vice was in the fucking gym, locked in the gym, all quarantined. Just it totally. was, yes. And it got jacked. It did. It, it got all jacked up. That's it's right. True. Black hoodie on and it just went to work. <laughs> it just went to work. It, it just Came went out, to work. Just pounding jungle juice. Yep. True. Through Grovember. Through Grovember. That's yeah. had a big Grovember. Bolt up. Bolt <laughs> up. So while we're on the subject of Vice X and introducing yep. this new product, we have for you, I have for you guys, oh. O and G, a little X trivia. Okay? Yes. All right. Do so it. This is going to be 10 X questions. Okay. Form of Jeopardy, like what is or who is. Okay. Okay. So we have we to answer the, answer, the uh, answer as a question. 
Yes. And, okay. Um, so what it is, is it's either X is in the name or you hear the word X in the name, like the word section or something like Interesting. that. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me start this gaming music. Here we go. All right. Shout out to the legendary, Fancy. rest in power to the legendary Alex Trebek. Here we go. Rest in power. Right. Gonna feel out the new host and see how he's doing. All right. So here we go. Question one. Are you ready? I'm ready. American superheroes referred to as mutants created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Come on, fam. Let's Leo. go. Go ahead. X-Men. X-Men is correct. Who are Love the, the cartoon, by the way? Yes. Who are the X-Men would be correct. Who's okay. your favorite? Who's your favorite X-Men? Let's go. I mean, I know it's cliche, but like to me, of course, it was Wolverine. Yeah, you know? mine too. I know it's Wolverine's cliche, too. but like the I loved like the cartoon. Not to divert from your your trivia, but just for yep. a second, like it had a running plot line. Yep. For a cartoon, like it wasn't just like an episode, like GI Joe, like would just be an episode. Like week to week, you had to follow the X Men cartoon, and like when I was like eleven, that was awesome. Yep, and eighties Wolverine, Wolverine was dope too. I like I like the the like the first iterations of Wolverine, and I think oh, yeah. his first his first ever appearance. Here's some trivia back at you, there, Malone. I uh-huh. think his first ever appearance is in an Incredible Hulk comic book. Think you know so. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he ba- I think he battles the Hulk. You know, I never saw the movie Logan, but I hear it's one of the great comic book movies. It's good from from a filmmaking and storytelling standpoint. I hear it's one of the one of the be- the better some films. Of the- I don't like watch all the Marvel. Sorry, yep. this is typical us, right? One question, <laughs> <it's> an hour. <laughs> we'll do this. We'll do this for ten questions. Go we'll, ahead. We'll, go ahead. Let's go. We'll come back to X Men movies. Go ahead. Yep. All right. Go ahead. Let's do it there. Sorry about that. All right. Here we go. Question number two. David West went to this college as a musketeer. Yeah, of course. Sco, you want to you want to answer that? Or you want me to go? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Xavier. Yes, what is Xavier University? That is correct. A, a, a fine Jesuit institution. Named after Dr. Xavier from the X-Men. Little known fact. There you go. Oh, Named right. after St. Francis Xavier. <laughs> okay. close, close enough. Close enough. This is right. Let's see if we can answer it. This man okay. will pimp your ride. Say that again? This man will pimp your ride. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit. exhibit who who by the way was a dope MC long before I I feel like oh, yeah. that I feel like that show kind of almost like a Jersey shored him where people yeah. think oh that's the pimp your ride guy but exhibit is actually an incredibly dope MC and has oh, dude, yeah. and oh, has yeah. some awesome songs especially from his first album I agree yeah. moving yep. on to question number four okay a condition wherein patches of skin become inflamed itchy cracked and rough. <laughs> <laughs> what is eczema <laughs> correct very good wow okay next one this wwf world heavyweight championship match against title holder bret hart in july of 1994 was ranked by wwe as the third best match ever aired by the company's flagship raw program Are you what's the question who, who he wrestled yes. against yes who did he wrestle against I would assume that he wrestled against a a, a member of uh, the original NWO who didn't last very long whatsoever in it. But is that X Pac? That is there. Correct. We go. All right. Yes, I think his name's Scott Waldman, but he's original. He's original uh, NWO, but like uh, 
I don't know. I don't exactly know what happened, but like he came to WCW too, like immediately after like the Outsiders and Hogan and stuff, and like didn't last too long, got thrown out or something. <laughs> I don't know exactly what the backstory is, but and then he went back to WWE and he was like, I I, I didn't follow it back then, but he was in the whole thing with Triple H and those guys, right? Generation at yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's like X a star. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, apparently, like one of the more talented guys. Yeah. All right, that's very good. Here we go. Yep. Four Microsoft engineers created this council to, to compete with the PS2 in 2001. <laughs> uh, what Xbox. is the Xbox? The Xbox. That is correct. <laughs> okay, we have five left. Here we go. This okay. man once said, a man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. Anyone? Am I answering or are you? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, yeah, let's go. I think Malcolm X. Malcolm X, that is correct. All right, four to go. Team sports. One of, one of the great Americans, one of my favorite Americans. Go ahead. Yes. Team sports such as the Dallas Cowboys and individual athletes, including Muhammad Ali and baseball pitcher Tom Seaver, use this equipment brand in their athletic training programs founded by Charles Mercat. They used this equipment brand. Gee. Hmm. Tom Seaver and Muhammad Ali. They use this in their athletic training programs. Interesting. So it's like a retro brand that a baseball player and a boxer would use. That's interesting. It's really Five interesting. In Say the, the 60, question one more in time. In the 60s and 70s? Yeah, you got to answer. Yeah, you got to repeat the question. Sports teams such as the Dallas Cowboys and individual athletes, including Muhammad Ali and baseball pitcher Tom Seaver, use this equipment brand in their athletic training programs. Can you use it in a sentence? No, I don't know. No, no. Uh, yeah, give me a hint, Dermalon. One. Starts with a C. And it has – it's related to X, and it starts with a C. Yeah, I'm told. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, you got us. I'm, I'm sort of ashamed, but I've, I'm stumped. I feel like when as soon as he says it, we're gonna be like, "Yes, of course." Obvious, yeah. Go ahead, Dermalone. The answer is Cybex. 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 Oh, Cybex equipment. Wow. Oh, that's that's yeah. great. That's amazing. That's amazing training. Equipment. I never okay. would have thought of that for Tom Seaver or uh, any of that. That's Nor would great. I. No, but but yeah. Cybex equipment is found at some of the best gyms in the world. So that's that's pretty cool. There, Malone. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know it had a connection to like pro sports like that. Got the accident. All right, three more. Yep. Right, should be easy. Okay. Grammy nominated in two thousand one for best rap album, but lost to this Detroit rapper Eminem because of the Marshall Math. And today is his birthday. The answer to this question. And who would that be? DMX. DMX is correct, Sco. Very good hip hop. DMX is fifty today. In case you wow. want to feel old, DMX at yo DMX at his best was 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 awesome. Yes. I, I Early like DMX mixtape DMX. Yeah, big fan of DMX. Big fan of DMX over here. Okay, two more guys. Here we go. The issue of this magazine premiered on April nineteen eighty three. And it featured this Olympian winner in 1982. So this is a double question. Yeah. Greg, Joe, Weider, Joe Weider's Flex Magazine. 
Flex Magazine. That is correct. Now, can you name the Olympian that was on the first cover? 1982. Uh, I'm going to say that it is, that's too early to be Lee Haney. I'm going to say it's Chris Dickerson. Chris Dickerson. That is correct. Nice. Nice. Only that one at one time. He only won at one time. Yes. He only won at one time. Gino's I was totally confused there. I'm like, I thought it was that you were asking what Olympic athlete. I'm like, wait. So I mixed that one in because it's Olympia weekend. Yes, it is. All right. Yes, Last one. This product features 13 plus grams of actives per scoop and is jacked up with its original predecessor coined as the best tasting and most effective pre-workout on the planet. I think that would be Vicex from Gico Nutrition. Vicex, baby. Vicex and the trivia. There wow. we go, guys. That was an awesome segment there, Dirt Malone. Great effort. Awesome segment there, Dirt Malone. We only got one wrong, Cybex, which is equipment, like I said, I'm a big fan of. So it just, I, I, I wasn't making the connection in my mind. Yes, and that was X trivia. That was very good. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. That's bringing it back. And is it does Wolf Fitness have that, or was that the normal? Yeah, no. There's definitely. I mean, you know, all all the good like uh, all the good gyms that have been around a while. You know, one of the signs of the best gyms that have been around a while is that they have some of the those you know almost timeless machines that you know just function on a better level than new equipment does. Like, I'll always choose those gyms. So, like, go to like Wolf Fitness or Strong and Shapely, or Brown's Gym, or, uh, you know, any, any gym iron. like, right, PI Fitness, any gym like that is going to have Cybex, it's going to have Hammer Strength, it's going to have Nautilus, it's going to have all yep. that stuff, and that stuff is like, to this day, I'll take all that equipment over any modern stuff. Hell yeah. yeah. I got one bonus question for oh, you. This is okay. really digging here, all right? Okay. I'm going to have to give a crates. hint here. I think okay. I'm going to have to give at least a hint here. Okay? Is, 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 oh, I thought this was going to be one from Dirt Malone. Is this going to be who's the, this for who, me. who's the first player in college basketball history to, uh, to lead the nation in both scoring and rebounding? No, but that's a good one. It's a good Dirt, X question. You know who's, who's the first player – in college basketball history, to lead the nation in both scoring and rebounding, I want to say before Dirt's time. It is, but I, I want you know. It is from his squad, though. And I want to say also, though, that uh, there. I, I want to say at this point, maybe there's three of them. Sco, I know Sco can fact check that pretty quick. I want to say my favorite player of all time did it, and then there's right? a third guy who did it. I think. I think Vin Baker did it. If I had to guess, I thought Kurt Thomas did it. Kurt Thomas did it. But Hank Gathers did it, correct? Yeah. Okay. So Hank, Hank Gathers was my favorite player of all time. Uh, he did it second. But this guy did it first there at Malone. And he had a good NBA career. I believe was an all-star for the Seattle Supersonics. But then, um, then played for the Knicks and still had a good career with them. But, like, you know, was a really good NBA player, but not a great NBA player. His name isn't a Maxwell. I don't know. Xavier McDaniel. Ah, that's right. The X-Men. Yeah. Know. But led the nation at Wichita State, there, Malone, in scoring and rebounding. Really? You got to be a good fucking player to do that, my friend. I'm trying to see the list here. Hank Gathers for sure. Yep. Damn. Hank Gathers, who should have been the number one pick in the draft. The there year. we go. The year, Derek, the year Derek Coleman was the yep, number one. Yep, you got all draft. three. Xavier McDaniel. Mine is way more obscure. Okay. Well, 
by our okay. standards. All right. standards. Oh, you're going to do your trivia? Yeah, this is my bonus X trivia here. Okay, let's name, go. Name the league MVP of the original XFL. Okay, I'm going to give you – I'm going to give you two. This is like such an obscure dude, but you know him, okay? Um, later joined the Steelers as a quarterback. Won NFL uh, Comeback Player of the Year award and took the Steelers to the playoffs. Starting originally as Cordell Stewart's backup and then became the starter. Wow. Just... He eventually backed up um, – Ben Roethlisberger even at one point and won a ring with the Steelers when Roethlisberger won as a rookie. Wow. X in the name. So No, he was the, he, the X part of the question is that he was the MVP of the XFL. XFL. And Zach Ah. was the starting quarterback for the Los Angeles extreme. Interesting. And he went on to be good in the, in the NFL. He went on to be solid enough. And he, I mean, he, you know, he was a starting quarterback in the NFL for the Steelers. All right, here we go, Scott. I, I'm going to – since it's me or Dirt, don't know it immediately. I'm going to ask you what college. Okay. Can we use the lifeline? <laughs> yes. What college? Um, UCLA. I don't think you'd think of him so much of as, as a college player. Also a Bronco. They thought he would be – Elway's successor. He's a white wow. This is a name like you'll remember him the second I say his name, but like you probably never would have thought of him the rest of your life unless this question was asked. Is it Chad McCown? <laughs> That's a good guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's in the same his, – his football card is in the same sleeve <laughs> under under in, in a closet in your basement somewhere. Uh, <laughs> in your crawl space, there's a moldy Tommy Maddox card. Tommy Maddox. Yes. Wow. Interesting. MVP, okay. the original MVP of the XFL. Tommy Maddox. He has an X in his name. He there does. you go. Wow. It's like a triple X. Wow. It's their favorite movie, triple X. <laughs> Never with, seen that. With Vin Diesel. <laughs> With Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. That's right. Yo, Vin Diesel. My cousin Vin. My cousin Vinny. Vin Diesel put out like Uh a, uh, I don't know if you'd call it like a house song. (laughs) Like, like, like two months ago. He put out like a, a song that's like, and I love you. And he's singing. No, man. Yep. Play your ringtone. I liked, um, I liked, uh, I, you know, it's funny because before he went on to do a string of awful movies, I kind of liked Young Vin Diesel. You know, yeah, no, he, you know, he originally started out as a guy who wrote and directed, and made his own film. His yeah, film. of course, right? It was made like his own an film. indie film guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's why I always liked that. him back then. But he, man, he I think just like doing Fast and Furious in space soon. Faster, faster, furious. Yeah. Most it's fastest. literally in space, dude. Most fastest and most furious. Hey, speaking yeah. of Jack dudes, but ones that we Uh-oh. love and. Yep represent you know yep. what i watched the uh last week was the avengers because i've never seen it and yeah okay it's like special effects all these things see what's going on and yeah. our boy batista's in there yeah yeah shouts to batista yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. known to be cited with a g-code crown yes back yes indeed known to be out there representing known to be a big fan of invincible ice t rise 
if you see him in public wearing a hat, there's yes. like a 90% chance it's a G-Code hat. Yes, and if you see him in public, tackle him and tell him how much you love G-Code, too, and see how that goes. <laughs> two two uh, former WWE, WWF, yep. Yep. WCW, yep. Which, pick your league, champions joining yep, Chris Dickerson, who will be the third. Yes, indeed. So we've got three champion pedigree wrestlers in no the G-Code family. Also, 1982 Olympia. <laughs> no, Chris, no, right, right. So Chris Dickinson and Chris Dickerson. Oh, yeah, sorry. I got no, it. No, that's the, okay. Yeah, no, I got the, the trivia name. Names are very up. similar. No, it threw yeah. us off, of course. What do you say? Say that again. <laughs> I think he's making some sort of off-color humor, something about a dick. <laughs> oh, that, well, yeah, but, uh, this is the place for that. That's right. <laughs> this is still an appropriate place for that, always. That's why this is our dark corner of the interweb. <laughs> deep, deep in the asshole of the internet. You know, fun. right now, Tommy Maddox <laughs> is like, I can't believe the, the, the squad went there. Dude, Tommy Maddox is so pumped about Vicex. He's like, dude, I wanted to. It's not easy to replace. You You try replacing LA. That's all. He's right. He's right. He's pissed. He's jacked up off X. That's right. Flipping tables. 2019. Go and Ryan Jerry dropped 50 points on this G-Code athlete's son outside of Attilus. <laughs> Is that Big Anthony Angelus? That's correct. Right. <laughs> That's the Big Anthony Angelus. Uh, Big Anthony Angelus, you know, like one, one of the – one of my uh, – one of the reasons that I, I uh, love Big Amp being a part of uh, G-Code um, is because he has such true passion for the sport and the lifestyle. And, like, he's still deep deep into it and follows it and loves it, like, on that level and pays attention to what's going on. So, like, I feel like Olympia weekend, like, for him is legit like the Super Bowl, is legit like, uh, you know, NBA Finals or the World Series. Like, he's, he's that locked into it. So, I think that's all. It's an awesome thing to be that passionate and enthusiastic. Yeah, dude, you know yeah. who's you know who's gonna rip it Olympia weekend? Clarita. That is correct. He is best bodybuilder in the world. He's G. He's G Code fam. He's extended G Code fam. I don't care who yep. who he's sponsored by. He is true, true blue G Code fam. That's right. And every year, dude, I don't know how he puts more and more, you know, mass onto his his smaller frame because he's like what five four five five. Dude, it I told defies you, physics. The first, I told you the first time. I don't I know. Met if, him, I don't know if five four describes his height or his width. I, I know. See, he's as wide as, as he is tall. And I remember the exactly. first time. First time I met him, I saw him training, and he was like rowing one arm, rowing a dumbbell that weighed more than he did at that point. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if that's even fucking normal. Like, what is that? Right? He's like, you're holding a weight heavier than yourself with one hand and rowing it. I'm like, I don't even know. I can't even compute what that is exactly. But it seems. It seems it's it seems not in proper alignment with human physiology and physics uh, to ro- to row a dumbbell that weighs more than you do with one arm. Fucking total freak, total freaking nature, and and uh, you know it's one of those rare instances, right, where somebody who's incredibly gifted has a work ethic and attitude to match it. So it's like um, you can have all these physical as we've seen countless times throughout history right somebody who's ultra talented but doesn't necessarily have it going on up here and then there's this constant struggle that sort of holds them back right and i think every one of us are like guilty of that to some extent right it's like if you can get out of your own way 
think of what all that's possible, right? And if you can, um, you know, match, you know, uh, what your goals and desires and aspirations and talent might be with the work, think about what you could possibly do. And that's constantly something that I try to push myself, right, to do every day is like to live up to what I think I'm capable of. And he's a guy who's doing it. Like yeah. he's a guy who's got the gifts and works as hard or harder than he was ever blessed. Um, and he's just so consistent. And, and like, I feel like being such a good guy, such a smart guy, such so humble, um, so kind, like he's the kind of guy who should be representing the lifestyle. Um, and, I, and I honestly believe that, that he's the, I honestly believe that he's the best bodybuilder in the world. He just happens to be undersized in a way that is not something that's within his control. Um, so like, I, I, I honestly believe that he'll probably, he'll win the 212 Olympia and he could do it this year, you know? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. It just goes to show you, man, like Clarita being as tall as he is, or like, you know, uh, NFL football quarterback being as short as he is, sure. anything's possible, man, as long as you put your mind to it and you just put in the work. That's what it yep. is, man. That's what it is. And, and uh, you know, and don't listen so much to what people say about what your shortcomings are. And you just sort of double down on everything that you're good at. And don't worry about the things that you can't control. You know, it's like, it's like anything, right? You think about, uh, like you're saying, the best um, pro athletes in mainstream sports who were undersized, right? Like if they said, oh, well, I'm just not tall enough, so fuck it, right? Like Muggsy Bogues or Spud Webb or, you know, any of these, these great ball players who were, you know, under, under six feet tall or, like you said, quarterbacks who are undersized, Doug Flutie and, and all those like kind of guys. Brady doing yeah. his combines, like – Who's this guy? Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. They, right. Another example, right? Like guys who don't have the physical gifts, right? And they say, oh, well, that, you know, that guy's just slow. So, so he'll never, it'll never work. And then, you know, they become some of the best ever because they oftentimes they just sort of don't listen to the conventional wisdom or somebody's fucking, Hell opinion, yeah. you know, love that. And Sean's that guy. And like Sean's the guy too, was like, as his star has risen, He's never forgotten where he came from. He never forgets who he is. Every time awesome, we're ever dude. at an event, he comes by. He sees us like he hangs out and stuff. Hell you know, yeah, and it's like um, no Hollywood bullshit. None of that know? shit. None of that shit. Those are the people who deserve all the best in, in life. You know what I mean? So I want to see him. Him. That's get why his. he's fam. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Should be good. All right. Well, uh, we got time for that X. Got time for a little food action? It's got to be got to be a power cast. It's it's got to be a power it's cast. The only way to got, end the power we got to end with eaten. Uh, we got to end with the greatest intro in the history of podcasts. Starting I'm trying to now. think what I've eaten. The food cast. I'm dying for a quesadilla. Fat Boy Sunday to Fat Boy Sunday. We got 30 tacos on the table. Colossal give it up. Quarter the pound bowl burgers. of cereal. 115 breakfast. A couple of sixers wow. and Eight donuts. Okay. Reese's Pops are better than peanut butter Captain Crunch. So they're taking stem cells and they're making hamburger meat. I'm generally a Ben and Jerry's guy. Peel and eat shrimp. That's my thing. Fried donuts. Some man, they're pretty manly kind of fucking snack. Philadelphia cheesesteak egg rolls. Eat this whole fucking tray. The dirtiest thing you've eaten. Food cast. Snack again. The food cast. So right. nice trying to think of what he's eating. All right, I have trying I to have, think of what I've eaten. I have two. I have a dirty eaten, and I have a um, healthy build some muscle eaten. So you guys, okay. let me know what you want to hear. For I'll, I'll do the healthy one. I'll do the healthy one first while you guys think of yours. Okay, go for it. So um, I had. Um, acquired over the course of uh, like the quarantine when there was like a meat shortage, I bought like some big 
packages of like, you know, sort of like the, the store brand, store grade chicken breast. And I had them in the freezer. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, depending on the purpose and use, like the quality of the meat matters to some degree, right? And like, Tara doesn't eat red meat or pork. So like, um, she's like a little like, um, I'm not gonna say a snob, but like if chicken's te- texture and stuff is weird, she's not, she's not in, yeah. <laughs> right? So like, I try, to, I try to find whatever, like the best reasonably priced chicken is on a regular basis and buy that. But this was like sort of just like chicken in bulk, chicken breast in bulk, right? And I had it in the freezer and I'm thinking to myself, like, what am I going to do with this, right? So I had like a couple of these five pound uh, container, five pound, you know, packages of, um, of regular boneless chicken breast. So I, it was ra- I was racking my brain and I'm the type who like, I love to have protein sources uh, prepared and on hand because that keeps me on point and makes me eat better and more consistently if I have food on hand. So what I did was threw it in the crock pot since it is crock pot season, right? Yes, and uh, just with, with with seasoning and and um, olive oil and whatnot. And then to that, I added uh, a low fat cream of chicken and cream of mushroom soup Ooh. to the chicken breast, and just let it slow cook. And then it kind it kind of ended up being like shredded chicken breast in like a kind of like a just like a cream sauce. And man, let me fucking tell you on some rice. It's as good as it gets. Here's why it's as good as it gets. One, it tastes incredible. Two, it's like pulled chicken at that point. So it's like, <laughs> it just goes down very easy. It's not like a complicated thing to eat. It's the kind of thing that you can make a plate of in fucking a minute and crush. Um, just like, it, it was incredible use of like, sort of like, a, you know, mediocre grade chicken breast and a, like a total like a go-to move in terms of like, Something where you set it and forget it, you make it in the crock pot, and then you have multiple meals on hand that you actually are going to enjoy eating, but kind of help you stay on your game. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, like, crock pot shit. Have you ever seen the South Park episode where Stan's dad is like addicted to making all these different food network food? Crown fresh. It turns into like, <laughs> like a sexual obsession where he calls yeah. hotline. He's like, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just, you know, deep roasting this chicken with this uh, glaze. Oh yeah, you're gonna deglaze the shit out of that pan. <laughs> <laughs> like, so Yo, Randy Randy Marsh is one of the great characters in, in television history. <laughs> like, and you That's never would have known you never would have known that when South Park began, but as South Park evolved, like his yeah. character became like yeah. the every dad, the every man. <laughs> um, and they like they tell so many stories of like middle aged manhood through Randy Marsh, and it's fucking incredible. <laughs> He's an amazing character. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, creme fraiche. Yeah, he was like sort of like filling a void in his life. Creme with like, fraiche. <laughs> he was he was <laughs> he was filling a void in his life with like um sort of like highly curated gourmet cooking based on like TV shows. Yeah, yeah it's fucking awesome. Oh man, it's hilarious. And that's also wow. the, that's also the same episode where the shake weight. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you going to work out harder? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> like a cool down mist on you at the end, and then it dispenses. He's like, you are, you are very, you are very interesting. I find everything you say to be <laughs> illuminating. All right, keep going. All right, so I got a. It's not necessarily the dirtiest thing, but it's definitely an eaten pointer. Okay. Okay. I'm in. It's like essential eating. All right. So King's Hawaiian rolls. 
Yes. Well, you guys get down King's Hawaiian rolls? Well, they make King's Hawaiian loaves of bread. Nice. Oh, Dej loaves. Yes, Dej loaves. <laughs> and the King's Hawaiian bread, I think, is the best in terms of, like, you know, processed, yeah, mass-produced bread yep. for peanut butter and jellies. Wow. I was, thinking, I was thinking French toast. Whoa. Would be great for French toast. Yep. They're like thick, soft, yeah. fluffy, perfect white bread, but with like that sweet Hawaiian roll element to it. Interesting. Dude, on a PB&J, bangers. I gotta, Absolutely awesome. So I, I got one of those. I got I to find some because, you know, like what, what I found like is that thick bread in general, thick with several C's, bread in yep. general is like the best for French toast. Um, yep. And uh, like, like you see like Texas toast, like you can find loaves yep. of that sometimes, but it's not always easy. Um, and King's Hawaiian, that makes perfect sense that that would be good. Awesome, man. Awesome PB&J on that bread. Uh, I'm Get in. a glass of milk, dude. You're good. I'm in. Sounds amazing. The dirtiest thing I've eaten, uh, okay. as we all know, it's and G probably knows in this household, it's probably going on nonstop. It's holiday cookie season. Yes, it is. Season. Uh, Aaron made these amazing, it's like coconut, almond, chocolate chip cookies. Wow. And I dunked those in the Fairlife, and they're freaking amazing. Oof. And then the same night, the pepperoni stromboli or calzone. Oof, nice. Calzone. Wow. Gluttony. Was that one? Was that? Was, that wasn't homemade pepperoni uh, stromboli. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah, holy shit. Shout out to Lucas. Oh, wow. Um, I, the dirtiest thing that I've eaten, uh, I don't know if it's the dirtiest, but it was the most incredible thing, is that Tara baked a cake that was like, really a really simple cake you know simplicity is the ultimate sophistication yes. right like yeah. man so it was basically a cinnamon roll cake it was called and it was basically it was basically like a yellow cake that was infused with like sour cream to make it more moist and then it moist is funny you know people have an issue with the word moist um yeah, some it's like a, a me in my mind yeah. yeah it's very, very unusual to me but anyway um yeah so it's a, it's like it was like a it's sort of like yellow cake infused with sour cream and then like with a almost like coffee cake like cinnamon crumble and then a, an icing that was like sort of reminiscent almost of like donut clays Ooh. let me tell you that in its simplicity it was the best cake i've ever had um, and i've been i let me tell you i take that shit seriously i've been eating cake at, for fucking 42 years and it is the best cake i've ever had wow Yes, best cake wow. I ever had. And then, like I said, you know, if there, there's like desserts that are amazing because they're like obscene and they have all this right. over the top stuff going on and you're like, right? But like the best desserts, right, are perfect in their simplicity. It's a point that I've made before, Sco, and I think you're with me on this, right? Like the yep. best pizza is good with no fixings. If it's right, the it, best is, it has 11 toppings on it. It's not, it's right not the now. Pizza. I like pizza with toppings on it, but usually, no, right? Meat- there's certain, like, to me, like meatball and onion on a pizza is great, but if you're adding like six more things to that, what am I, what am I eating anymore? Right. And, and my point is, like, a meatball and onion on a pizza might be great, but you, you the, the less awesome the basic pizza is, the more right. it requires the fixings. And no, if a pizza is truly great, a plain slice is amazing. And Absolutely. it's kind of the same way about desserts, right? Like, it, like you can make really elaborate, complicated cakes and that sort of stuff, right? And they can be great. But if a cake's really amazing, 
in its simplicity or a chocolate chip cookie. It, a per, the world's best simple chocolate chip cookie, there's like nothing better than that. And it's kind of similar. This cake kind of represents that ideology. Here's a question. Is crushed red pepper flakes and like garlic powder and stuff, is that considered a fixin'? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I'm not the type who always adds the garlic powder. I've seen that. I never really saw that till I moved to Jersey as a kid. Um, but crushed reds to me is sort of like a prerequisite. I'm the type who always add, you know, pretty much always add crushed reds to a slice of pizza. All right. Yeah, I'm in then. But yeah, but like when I moved to Jersey, I'm like, oh, dude, people like add garlic powder and Parmesan cheese to a slice of pizza. And I'm like, hmm. Like, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it doesn't taste good, but I just like, I don't know. I feel like if the pizza's really good, you don't need that. Jacked pizza juice. Jacked pizza juice. Pizza flavored pre-workout. There you go, man. So that's a, you are extreme. That's extreme. It's pizza flavored. <laughs> there you go. Supreme pizza pre-workout. That's right. I'm in. Hey, I know Jim, you're in. Uh, I think the next time we do a cast, I think I'm hoping the dirtiest thing I'm eating is the IHOP cookies and milk pancakes. Oh, bro. Nice. I don't. I saw that too, man. Man, Ooh, I need that I'm in my life. Air. I need that in my life, man. Like we, we need the, the road trip world where there's like hard training going on and then there's an IHOP trip or a waffle. Dude, name trip. name the drive through. We'll just get every drive through. We'll go on an Eaton tour. Eaton <laughs> tour. Twenty twenty one Eaton. Featuring burger. Do a little bring back the G code world, the takeover tour, and just hit all the you know what I mean? Yep. Parking lot pimping, dude. Let's go to all the spots. Takeover tour Eaton edition. Take hors d'oeuvre tour. <laughs> Whores the right, boars. <laughs> Me too. Me too, fam. Always ends this way, right? All the cast ends with eating, and then we're all starving. Love it. Mission accomplished. All right, man. Well, there you well, go. It's it's been a one. It's always a wonderful cast. It's always wonderful hanging out with y'all. Yo, last last thing, last thing. Um, how's your guys' training going? Sko, like I know you're not back in a traditional gym yet. Like, what are you guys doing in terms of like training? Darren, how's your training? I know you're running and all that stuff. We should talk a little training before we say goodnight. So, sure, let's let's end on a healthy tip. There, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, so with my training is I'll wake up every morning uh, fasted, just take the Vice X or the Peach Mango Madness. And my thing is I've been doing kind of less weight training because I'm waiting for the program. Um, so what I've been doing is I track all my biking and running on the Strava app. And uh, they have these challenges, like, can you do 300 miles? Can you do 500 miles? And I go right. on a stationary bike that has the odometer, and I try to bang out 30 miles every day, or at least six times a week, which is fun. Wow. It's crazy for me, but the workout's insane. You know, you get on and off. How long does 30 miles take on a bike? Like, I'm not a bike rider, so, like, what's, what's that? I have no concept. If you're doing it outside, it should be, like, more than two hours, a little over two oh, hours. Wow. But if you're indoors and you could, you know, tweak the uh, resistance, I do it in yep. like one or two. So it's one of those things. I mean, that's still legit. Oh, it's it's ridiculous, but it's definitely a good workout, good sweat. And then I just yeah. do a little bit of weight training. So that's been good. I do the exercise bike every morning. That's like my cardio source. But, but you know, um, you know, more in the half hour to an hour range. So like that's a really long amount of time. That's, that's awesome. So what have you been doing? You've been running? No, well, I mean, it's it's been treacherous and cold and shit like that. Course, like, I course. have I have a uh, stair stepping 
fucking like Nordic track joint. Oh, nice. Okay? nice. But it's in basically the equivalent of like a packed storage shed. Right, right, right. Sure. So it's like 30 degrees. Right, right. And right, it's right. like, you know, it's, it's interesting to, to do it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you find a way, you know what I mean? So I've got that and I've been using that. I only recently like got whole where I have like enough dumbbells to like be a set to do stuff consistent other than like nice. just arms or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I can yeah. actually do between that and a bench. I've Beautiful. got enough there where like I can do stuff. So but right now I'm like, I'm just trying to gear up for the program yeah, and like yeah. kind of just get back on track with things. Like they, you know, they were like months during total lockdown where like I had nothing. I'm literally like yeah, yeah. frustratingly, like using like a bag with canned goods in it yeah, to like yeah. get to a 30 pound dumbbell. I'm like, yep. this is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Um, but uh, so I've just been gearing up. I'm ready for the program, man. I'm like looking forward to Me 2021 too. mentally and spiritually in every way. And like just killing that. So um, it's just about ramping things up gradually and intelligently and getting ready to do some uh, awesome workouts. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome, man. Absolutely. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I'm, you know, my training's like, you know, pretty consistent, you know, locked into the regimen that I'm usually on. Um, but I, I was like, uh, it's funny because, you know, the longer you train and the harder you train, the more necessary it is to like train around little nagging injuries from time to time. And like, and I was dealing with like, my hip was bothering me and all that and squatting, squatting, you know, basically squatting every week. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to figure out a way around it. So I'm thinking like, all right, if I'm going to be primed for the program, then I got to be smart enough to continue to train legs for the last couple of weeks of this year, but not aggravated. So I, I haven't been free weight squatting, but other than that, I've been, you know, doing what I typically do and, and trying to blast it, but do so efficiency, you know, with efficiency, train like harder, more consistent, um, more sort of intensely, but with fewer sets, um, try to like get the most out of the mileage, uh, fewer marathon workouts. So it's like every morning I do, I get up, I do, I get up pretty early. I do the exercise bike and then right after yep. that I lift, I lift and I do all that fasted and then yep. it's on with my day. But I'm just glad, I'm just glad, glad you guys are getting it in and stuff. It's, it's important. It's part of the, uh, I don't know, part of the survival mechanism in 2020. I feel like you gotta be, you gotta be training and taking care of yourself physically. You know what I mean? So, health, man, it's huge. It's crazy. The, it, the, oh yeah, the, the connect. It's such a therapeutic thing, man. You know the. Well, the yeah, and dude, and then you throw in the stuff beyond. like, no lie, but like the anti-anxiety stuff between our line of supplements that are in there. Yeah, um, of course. Restfulness, like all that stuff. Like you got to take care of yourself, and uh, get sleep, and and recover, and and do all of that. Uh, it all adds into mental health. You know what I mean? Like if, Very much about so. if you're not sleeping or if you're not exercising or de-stressing or giving yourself, even if you have a bunch of kids, like giving yourself a half an hour of time to yourself every day, carving that out, like uh, exercise can conserve so much of that. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that we have what we have. I think people should take advantage of it. I know many are and keep pushing it and keep coming up with new things and new tools and new ways to, uh, you know, uh, we've always talked about like fueling people with ambitious lives. I think that like, Everyone this year has had to become ambitious. You know what I mean? Like, even if you weren't before, like, just staying afloat is a ambitious, monumental task for a lot of people. You know, like, sometimes breaking even is a win. And if you can get through 2020 and, like, everyone you love is still here and still healthy and your business is open or you're still in your house or, like, whatever, 
Um, you that, know, that's like an accomplishment. That's an accomplishment, and that's ambitious. And so, uh, like a lot of our stuff that used to be, maybe you think of like the person on the fringes, the rock star trying to do something crazy or extreme. Now that's everybody, and uh, you got to use all these tools, you know. Tools to empower, right? That's what it's all about, and it often, right. it, it often the roots of it, right, are in necessity. The things that we need to survive and to empower ourselves. Enduring, yeah. That's those are those are the things that we utilize and then try to share with with everyone else. You know, the the impetus oh, is yeah. often like, what do I need in this moment? What could I use in this moment to to get me through to improve what I'm doing? And then we take those things and we try to share them with Absolutely. other people. Absolutely, we're on the road people. for eight days straight, unloading a truck, and it's like <laughs> two a.m. We're like, dude, I need a rise. Yep. No, very much. <laughs> Make so. me one, dude. I need a rise very much right so. now. And how am I going to get up in four hours and train and do it all yeah. over again, you know? Hey, another tool that we're offering is our dumbbell giveaway if, uh, you know. Indeed. Down, down to the last, you know, how many days is it? We're going to well, announce it. Two out. days from two weeks. So we'll do yep. another post for everybody. Yep. Get Absolutely. that cranking. Absolutely. And there's program uh, is coming. Yeah, the Vice program X is coming. We'll have, and the, we'll have, and the squad at, is back. We'll have at least another cast before the end of this year. Lot going on. There's still more heat. There's still more heat on deck. Crazy. You think Visex is it? And it's not. It How's it possible? Even close. Can't say anymore, but it, it's kind of stuff could change your life. Big That's all I got to say. Things Big things right, on guys. deck. All right, fellas. Hell yeah. Take care. Let's see you guys. Take care of yourselves. Absolutely. Peace. 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 Peace.